Welcome to Sometime Between Dusk and Dawn Ghost Stories. This episode is written and produced by me, Jeanette Quackenbush, with folklore drawn from many resources, including a clipping called Historic Spot from the Daily Courier from August 9, 1919. There's more than just this podcast. You can buy my book series on Amazon and in bookstores, including this little bit of lore from one of my Pennsylvania ghost books, Pennsylvania Ghosts and Haunts in Western Pennsylvania. Today's story is Betty Knox and the Calling Ghost. When a reclusive farmer disappeared in the late 1700s, passersby on the isolated trails she once took heard strange noises in a certain deep pocket of woods along Dunbar Creek. There is a road in Fayette County, Pennsylvania called Betty Knox Road. It is named for Betty, who lived in Fayette County by Kentuck and Tharp Knobs around the Revolutionary War. Her mother had died when she was young, and her father raised his only child, as any hardy settler would in those old days, training her to farm the land and taking her with him to the mill to grind their grains. They traveled, employing an ox-driven wagon filled with the crops they had harvested to a grist mill in Ferguson Hollow, leaving along a path they had worn with their cart covering the rugged distance. Together they farmed until Betty's father died when she was hardly out of her teens. Then she took over the farm and eked out a settler's life without him. At the time, Isaac Meeson, who built Union Furnace in 1791, also owned 6,400 acres of the best coal and iron in western Pennsylvania that was once the plantation of George Washington's guide, Christopher Gist. Among Meeson's other business quests were two local sawmills and a stone grist mill to grind grains. It would be this grist mill that Betty would regularly lead her ox, pulling her wagon full of corn and wheat to grind and garden vegetables to sell in old Union Town. She did not mingle much with the other townspeople when she went. Although they saw her and the old ox come and go quite regularly and were curious about this quiet, independent woman, tongues wagged after she came to town unescorted on her 28-mile round-trip journey. Among them, townspeople whispered that she had always come alone, for she found a wounded British deserter while the war still played out. She nursed him to health, then arbored the fugitive from the British Army that would surely hang him for forsaking his post so that he would not be caught. He tended the farm while she drove the ox to town by herself. One day, someone noticed that her routine trips to town had stopped entirely. A search party was sent to look for Betty, but her home was empty. Her animals that had been well kept were almost starving in the barns and fields. They searched for her everywhere, up and down the roads, along the creeks and towns, and called out her name. But to no avail. That is, until years later, when talk of the woman disappearing and her whereabouts had nearly died down, two boys fishing along a babbling brook found the bones of Betty's old ox tied with a chain to a tree. What had become of Betty? No one may ever know. Some speculate Indians who were known to harass settlers in the area might have been the culprits of her vanishing. A cougar or other wild creature may have killed her along the journey to the mill, or thieves may have waylaid her trip. Some say the curious can still find Betty's spirit standing along that old road, just a bit past where Betty Knox Road crosses over Tucker Creek and runs along Dunbar Creek, where searchers found the old dogs. If you're a quiet, 
and park your vehicle by the side of the road. You can hear the mournful cry of the old ox ride the misty air until it fades away with the wind. You can listen to the cry of someone calling her name over and over. But who is calling her name, you might wonder. I might be able to shed some light on the answer because I went for a visit to see if I could see the ghost and hear the calls. Not long after I turned on Betty Knox Road, I parked my Jeep and got out. I waited. I listened. The wind was kicking up a bit, and Dunbar Creek was rolling fine after snow and then a thaw. After about ten minutes, I thought I heard laughter and people chattering. It sounded like a church picnic was going on somewhere nearby, but there wasn't anybody around. I could not quite make out the words. That is when I heard it. It was deep, almost frantic, and a man's voice calling out loud in the distance, like someone holding cupped palms on either side of the lips and hollering for someone who has lost. It stopped. Did I hear it? I swear I heard it, surging with water. Then it occurred to me, could it be the babbling Dunbar Creek bouncing in the wind? Well, there was only one way to find out, I figured, and that was to follow it. Again, I heard it, but it was almost like it would stop and there would be a lull, then it would cry out again. I decided to investigate and walk through the thicket of trees and laurels, followed a little stream, and stopped at the creek. I strolled along the bank for an hour or so, took in a good hike, and picked up some glass worn smooth in the water. Mm. Now it was across Dunbar Creek. What the heck? I went down a little farther and had to veer off to a deer path and away from the creek to get around a tangled mess of laurel and brush. Not once, but twice. Then I thought I heard the calls just a stone's throw away. I was not sticking with the creek, which is my usual mode of mapping, because as someone has told me more than once, my sense of direction is so bad I would get lost in a bucket. I realized that the calling had stopped, and the chuckle of the creek was far away. Oh no, I heard it again, but in a different direction. It was right about then that I got the heebie-jeebies, and yes, I can find a way out of a bucket when I want to, because I made it back to my Jeep in record time. What was calling? I didn't think much of it until I brought up the story to a couple of people two weeks later, and here is how the conversation went. So thinking I could play this off like I've actually had this kind of thing happen, even though I haven't, I said this. So after I heard somebody calling Betty Knox the last time, I just decided I imagined it. I hiked a couple more hours, then went back to my Jeep and left. Now honestly, I know I hustled back. In my defense, I was under pressure in the conversation to not be a scaredy cat, since I occasionally boast that I have been to a lot of haunted places. So the other person says, well, it's a good thing you left. I said, and I was really feeling uneasy when I did, trying not to show it. Um, why? The other person with eyes rolling and looking at me like I have never written a folklore book in my life answered, Haven't you heard of a calling ghost? I shudder to think about it now, but I had not. I was quick to find out that it is a spirit that calls to you or calls your name to lure you to your death. I guess on my trip, I was lucky. Perhaps Betty and her ox were not. You can take your chances and see if you can hear the calling. Betty Knox Road is in Pennsylvania State Gamblins, number 51. 
I parked on Betty Knox Road about 600 feet from where it intersects with Tucker Run Road and crosses Dunbar Creek. Then I just started walking and listening to the calls, and I did hear them. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sometime Between Dusk and Dawn Ghost Stories. If you like it, please pass it along. Most of all, I hope I helped you find your scary place sometime between dusk and dawn.